Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Widespread insecurity and corruption, weak police, slow economic growth, those aren't the ingredients for a strong nation. But that's what characterizes Afghanistan, with which the United States has a complicated and hard-to-extract relationship. Joining me with highlights from the new high-risk list, the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, John Sopko. Mr. Sopko, good to have you back. It's a pleasure to be here, Tom. You have issued the SIGAR high-risk list in Afghanistan to the new Congress, and it seems like one of the factors affecting the whole situation is the ongoing negotiations among Afghanis and the Taliban and the United States. Tell us what's going on here. Well, sure, Tom. That's a good uh, place to start because this year's uh, list is different than the prior uh, high-risk list that we've issued. Uh, This will be the third one that I've done because we are looking at um, the ongoing peace negotiations and we're, for the first time, there is a potential for peace, but peace itself brings some risks. And uh, uh, this is the first time we're actually saying to Congress, you have to consider peace and what happens after that. Uh, We call it the day after. Look at the day after and start planning for what happens if there is a successful peace negotiation. And what are the potentials that could happen once that peace negotiation is rendered? The big potential, and, and again, if we fail to plan, we're going to plan for failure here. And, and one of the things you have to realize that even after a peace negotiation, uh, you're still going to have some security problems. You, if the Taliban agrees to peace, uh, you still have uh, security problems from ISIS, which is prevalent in Afghanistan and other terrorist groups. Second thing you've got to consider is just because there's peace doesn't mean that the Afghans can go it alone without uh, some military support. But more importantly, they are enabled uh, to go it alone without financial support. A vast amount of the money supporting that government comes from the United States and comes from other coalition allies. So you have to keep that in mind. Now, remember, going back in history and not too long ago, uh, and the Afghan government uh, that collapsed did not collapse after the Soviet military left. It was after the Soviet Union stopped to fund the Afghan people. So that's something to consider. Uh, other areas you got to consider is what do you do with the Taliban who you know, agree to peace? There are 60,000 of them, and they have families. And they have to be reintegrated, and that's going to cost funding. So these are some of the issues we're saying, you know, you can't just wash your hands of it and say, okay, peace is uh, declared, uh, let's walk away. Uh, You can, but if you do, you risk the trillion-dollar investment that we have made in Afghanistan and the 2,400 Americans who have, uh, American soldiers who have died there. There are other lives, too connected with this American lives. Absolutely. And I, uh, I, I think we, we tend to focus uh, on our warfighters and, and the, you know, and it's good, but we forget that there are a lot of uh, contractors over in Afghanistan. And uh, the Watson Center, which is a, uh, an independent organization that has researched this a lot, has uh, noted uh, that over 3,900, so 3,900 contractors working for U.S. companies have died uh, carrying out their work 
in Afghanistan. And it's something we shouldn't forget. And equally brave federal civil servants. And if you go to our embassy in Kabul, you'll see bronze plaques uh, listing uh, the many uh, uh, American civil servants. Going back to one of our ambassadors who was brutally murdered uh, under the Soviet era, uh, in Afghanistan. So we can't forget uh, a lot of blood in addition to treasure has been spent in that country. And then there is the issue of strong civil institutions, that is, those free of corruption would seem to be a factor that really has to somehow be set in the right direction. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, Tom. And and that's that's one of the things that I think people, and, and again, we we want people to start thinking, you know, the problems that we've identified, my office has identified, the GAO and other agencies have identified, don't miraculously disappear, you know, like a puff of smoke, uh, just because a peace treaty is. So you, you hit one, corruption. It's endemic. Uh, it's one of the reasons why the Taliban has uh, persisted is because the Afghan people are turned off by their central government because it's so corrupt. Uh, there's no rule of law or very little rule of law. Um, so all of the uh, ingredients for further insurrection are there, and they won't disappear unless we help the Afghans uh, fix those problems. So we, we've talked about the security issue. We've talked about the corruption issue. We've talked about the financial issue. There's another issue which we've devoted a lot of time, money, and effort, and so have the allies, and that is improving uh, the lives of women and, and, and girls. And that's at great risk. Uh, the Taliban was not known for its openness and its democratic and humanitarian views toward women. It's one of the worst places in the world to be born female under the Taliban rule. And it's still not that great, but we have made some advances. And that's at risk if we don't plan for how do you protect those women's uh, rights uh, after a peace negotiation. We're speaking with John Sopko, Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. And with respect to women's rights and women's basic treatment, without rule of law, what recourse does a woman have even if new law or some kind of a new uh, set of statutes did protect women and their rights? If there's no strong civil institutions, it's just a piece of paper. Well, that's very true. I mean, I'm uh, old enough, and I think a lot of your audience uh, remember the wise words of uh, a former president, President Reagan, you know, who talked about when we were dealing with the Soviets, you know, trust but verify. And uh, uh, if we're going to trust the Taliban, we have to make certain we can verify that uh, all of the advances and all of the success, and there has been some success, in, in areas in Afghanistan aren't put at risk. Then the other one, which we highlight, has to do with oversight. So how do we protect the money we've already invested or plan to invest there after a peace negotiation? If, let's assume, part of the peace negotiation is that we draw down our troops and draw down our U.S. aid officers and State Department officers, uh, how do we protect that money? And... Uh, um, it, it behooves Congress to not only think about how much money goes into Afghanistan if there's a peace negotiation, a successful peace negotiation, it, but how it's delivered 
and how it's overseen and protected. And that's one of the key findings and one of the key issues that we raise here is that you can't ignore oversight. Because if you ignore oversight there, and remember, this is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. We have a history of that, so we know it. If we don't carefully watch that money, it, it'd be like uh, you might as well just pile it all up in Masood Circle. And I know there's some of your listeners who have been to Afghanistan. They know where Masood Circle is. So just pile up all those uh, Yankee greenbacks and burn them for all the use they will have and utility they will have for the Afghan people and the American taxpayer. John Sopko is Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. We'll post this interview along with a link to the high-risk list at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Radio, the Census Bureau waits in suspense while Mommy and Daddy argue over whether to leave in a controversial decennial count question. But first... When it comes to finding IT and cybersecurity talent, the Justice Department tries to leave no stone unturned. It's The Federal Drive with Tom Tammen. Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now. Available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.